Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Good morning, Finn. Good morning, Jane. How are you? I'm okay. Here we are. We're recording this in the week now before half term. Yes. Hey. On the Monday, and you'll get this on the Wednesday. Yeah. So we are. We, the end is in sight. For it all is of you for this particular half term. But and this this podcast today is our second in the news podcast, isn't it? With because there's been uh, well, so much. I think it's been moaned, haven't we, about the, <laughs> the amount of things that have come out from Welsh government and things that have been put in the press over the last couple of months and then this week somebody must have heard us and there's been even more come know, out and since this being written on friday, friday and when we've had our usual preamble before the podcast today we've already got a list of what how many three, three extra, extra things. things which is ridiculous i know it's so this will probably be if you're if you're listening to this now and you've you know you've got something to do that's only half an hour it's not going to cut it you need a little bit more yeah. for the podcast this week and i think on twitter we're gonna have to do our in the news little, little shaking arm <laughs> well, like, in the news in the news Darren. there we go okay okay so there's been two written statements a blog a disc a fascinating podcast out this week and uh, since then there's also been another news article we've had a couple of dms from head teachers and there's also been there's been a couple of the new style Estin reports out that we're going to talk about yes. as well. Lots of stuff. Just, uh, yeah, making notes of something else I've just remembered as well. Okay, so lots and lots to talk about. Let's start with what we've been doing this week. Well, we've had a number of schools. Uh, you know, from our last podcast where we said we were going to be working with, we've already worked with. Yeah. Um, we've done a couple of science of learning sessions with some schools. We've done lots of assessment with clusters yeah from last week as well they went really well which yeah is, which is great um, we're still trying to get around to record our second grammar <laughs> workshop to put it on um impact plus yes. problem is it, it's the last few weeks have just been so busy for us because it seems to be that during covid we ended up doing more work but because it was remote we could fit it in but now we're going back to face to face we're back on the road again oh we? it's yeah it's a real, it, it, real it, challenge yeah, it is it's, it's it's a half day yeah taken out from when you would just be an hour sitting at, my, at my work day is a very very long day it at is, the moment. Isn't it? but yeah there you are anyway um we've also spent a lot of time this week trying to make sense of everything that's been shared by welsh government and other people online and trying to put everything together and i think i think <sighs> The the podcast that we're going to talk about is the the one from uh, Emma Tay and Tom Breeze from Cardiff Met that's designed for the ITE students, and they actually interviewed the minister Jeremy Miles. And I think listening to him talk about all of the different things that have been put in place, it kind of draws it all together. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through all of the different things. And then we're going to talk about his podcast with Emma and Tom, because it was a fascinating podcast. It, it was what I think about 45, 50 minutes, yeah. but I probably spent about an hour and a half, two hours listening to it. But I think we've, to make notes we've also stuff. had lots and lots of conversations this week or last week mm. around everything that's been in the news. I know we've, I think we've talked more this week about everything that's gone on, trying to make sense. Yeah. And putting those pieces of the jigsaw puzzle together. And just as we think we know 
where we're going something else pops up and we're like oh there we go yeah but I think what's what's beginning to happen is that every time something new pops up it kind of it, it shifts things slightly so the, the jigsaw looks slightly different but I think we're beginning to see a really yeah. clear yeah. trend yeah. of what's going on and I think that as we go through the, the announcements that have been uh, presented to us this week I think it'll become clear what the general yeah. feel is yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say there's a, there's a shift in the way that I feel yeah about all of this and I think yeah. that seems to be coming through yeah and I think there is a shift in how teachers head teachers are expressing their feelings I mean we were contacted on Twitter over the weekend somebody asked us um, have you got a, a, an infographic or a sketch note on burnout yeah and I actually created one because you I did, had yeah. been thinking about that but I think this is where everybody is is Covid and restrictions and lockdowns and you know the illness so to speak is kind of it's beginning very much beginning to recede into the background yeah. I mean there's still there's still stuff going on it's not like it's yeah. not there but it's not at the forefront and I think people are beginning to to recognize how hard it really has been yeah because it has been incredibly difficult for everybody but also beginning to feel the impact of that on their mental health yeah. their emotional well-being you know how they're managing life or not managing life and it's it's tough twitter is is, is a little bit of a of a window into what's going on isn't mm. it because twitter hasn't been a very nice place again on the weekend it's, it's felt no. very different and i think it's usually the same by the time we get to the end of a, a school half term and i know we've got this you know supposedly you know double bank holiday oh next yes week but it was half term week and yeah, it yeah. doesn't really matter but already I've seen the comments, oh, what are people going to be fighting over on Twitter yeah. over half term? So people are expecting it yeah. to be like that now. Yeah, yeah. And Twitter is a quite a different place. It's, it's either very quiet, people seem to be liking a lot of stuff, but not retweeting it and not having the conversations that they used to have. It's not as interactive. Yeah. And That was as, not the case this weekend. No, it was not the case no. this weekend. Anyway. We're so, a very caring profession. We're not very caring on Twitter, are we? No, not, not in particular. No, but in general, people, yeah. yes, people. And I think talking <clears throat> of caring and kindness, one of the things I think is going to be a kind of thread through today is about what is being described as happening and what's really happening. Yeah. I feel that the nation is being gaslit a little bit. Yeah. You know, the, the nation is being told one thing when it is slightly slightly something else we're not saying that they're they're absolutely coming out and saying this is a lie but for example uh the minister talked about the number of secondary schools that were um opting out of curriculum for wales right and he, i think the what he was actually talking about is the number that we're going to be taking up the offer to do yeah. it in uh this september september 2022 and he said originally that it was over half did he yeah, I'm sure I read something on that. Okay. On. And then he came back and said nearly, nearly half. half. And in fact, we've now found it's 45%. Yeah. So, you know, how different it would have been if he just from the get-go yeah, said, 45. you know, 55%, more than half, didn't want to do it, or yeah. 45% did want to do it. But anyway, so what we're going to start with today, we're going to start with the leadership review. Well, this is the leadership leadership review that came out last week, wasn't it, by Alma Harris? from Swan from Swansea Uni yeah um which I think we've been waiting for this for quite a while it was completed I think in November 2021 yeah 
Okay, and it's an independent review of leadership provision in Wales. And there were two clear sections to it. So there was interviews, semi-structured interviews with providers and users of um, leadership support in Wales, but also there was a anonymous online survey. Yeah. So there were two elements and that anonymous online survey was actually analysed by Wavehill, yeah. who do a lot of the research we'll, stuff. We'll, we'll tag right. this into the show notes yeah. so you can have a look. Yeah. Okay. So there were several things focused on as part of this review. And we're just going to list them all for you so you can see what the review actually um, we're supposed to give information about. So how funding supports the effectiveness of leadership support. So that that's kind of things like the bodies that are funded to provide it. So the NAEL, the regional consortia, um, resources that appear on um, hub, those kinds of things. Succession planning. So making sure there are a good supply of new leaders ready to take over when required. What the demands of curriculum for Wales reform are on leaders and how well those demands are being supported. Because I think what was interesting is that when you think about support for head teachers, it's actually a much broader set of support that's required than you yeah. think about, you know, things like business, finance, it's HR, a much wider job, isn't it? you know, safeguarding. Yes. And of course, legal leading obligations, legal okay, obligations yeah. but also leading the curriculum reform yeah. agenda. That's a, a significant part of it. There's also what was looked at was how well the organised the middle tier agencies are in terms of their support for leadership and how well the middle tier actually work together to support leadership. And by middle tier, we're talking about consortia, ESTIN, local authorities. I don't think there's anything. No, I think it's those, those three, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They, they did mention very, very briefly, oh, diocesan support yes. and also unions as well. Those two. There are those, yeah. Um, and they did mention briefly private commercial operations, but obviously that's that's not part of the Welsh Government remit. That's something slightly separate. And it is a very t- small part of leadership uh, support. And they also looked at whether the middle tier was providing good enough support for a typical school SLT. Uh, the final thing that they looked at was the MPQH. But what I thought was really interesting was the MPQH, although they... They, there were comments about it, and we might as well just talk about that now. The comments about it were that the previous iteration of the MPQH was actually deemed uh, um, by those using it as more effective than the current one, but that the, what they, this leadership review was actually able to do in terms of assessing uh, the quality and effectiveness of the MPQH, they didn't feel that they had enough time to do no. that. Well, it's one of those things that takes a a number of years for that to embed and for head teachers to use that training and and come across those situations that the the MPQH supports them and able to to, to face. Exactly. And so as as part of the um, kind of preamble to this, they they said that they they were recommending a further review of the MPQH separately. So we kind of we can kind of leave that out. So it was quite a long review it's taken a while to come out and there are some key elements of it that i i think we think are worth discussing and but we're not going to go into great detail on everything we're just going to look at some kind of overall things we've got so much news to cover this would be like an hour and a half podcast otherwise i think the one the one big thing i think that did did come out from the review that yes there is lots of really 
good stuff out there yeah there's lots of good stuff going on but it's there's still this inconsistency and variability across Wales and can we just say there is lots of good stuff going on but there also was a feeling that there was also lots of rubbish out there yeah it's too much yeah yeah and we'll talk about and they were the um, respondents to the uh, interviews and to the survey were saying that one of the issues they found was that it was very difficult to access effective leadership support one because some it wasn't available in the area that they wanted yeah. it in you know things like hr and finance and business and stuff like that but also that they struggled to sift through and find and navigate they they talked about it as navigate but i can i just say that if things are difficult to navigate it usually means because there's too, too much, much there that's not organized effectively it's yeah. not just that it's you can't see which button to press when or which route to take it's that there's just too much of poorly organized well, this is and one poor of the, quality this stuff. is one of the things that links into the minister's one of the minister's comment in the podcast bit we're going to talk about mm-hmm. about the quantity of stuff that's out there and i'm going to call it stuff because <laughs> quite often that's what it is but it's being able to sift through it but how can you sift through it and not know what the quality yeah. it's all going to be of a, of a certain level of quality yeah. good quality isn't it and we'll, we'll come to access. what the minister said about that later when we talk about his podcast but the what i think came through really really strongly was this variability in quality and access yeah that there was overlap, duplication, and that the NAEL offer for professional learning was still very much in the early days. And there were a lot of head teachers or leaders who responded to this review who actually weren't aware of the work that they were doing, which I think is very interesting, is. is that it is our national body for leadership support in Wales for education. And there are still plenty of leaders who don't know what they do or, or yeah. who they are. And, and we're still in a situation where it's very much depending on where you teach. Yes. And I, that, that came through as well, that there is a very mixed access, but also quality and content, depending on the regional yeah. consortia yeah. which you're in. So this, this idea that consortia are way above everybody else in being the main body who deliver leadership response well they're the, uh, they're the bodies support. that have been accredited by the NAEL to deliver absolutely MBQH so when we're talking about leadership support available across Wales we are talking about consortia leadership support mm-hmm. and the response from users of the leadership support available from consortia was very very mixed there were some positive comments but there all were also some very, very negative comments. And we've actually pulled up the quotes that were used in the review, some of them. And I think it is it is worth saying yeah. some of these quotes because this is serious. This is serious stuff here. We have got a profession in Wales who are supposed to be a self-improving system where we've got head teachers and leaders who have significant uh, challenges ahead of them, not just curriculum for Wales, but recovery from the impact yeah. of COVID-19. And we have a system that is not supporting them effectively enough. And a recruitment crisis. And yeah, so the quotes that that are worth mentioning, quote, in terms of training for headteachers in Wales, the training is very poor, a real lack of quality. We need better programmes for headteachers 
We are not building the leaders we need or want. Most of the training is process driven yeah. or functional, instrumental, not emotional. And I mean, you know, the training is very poor. Yeah. You, you don't need th- theory. You need practical. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll come back to this idea again. But if we are talking about developing expertise in whatever area, it is knowledge based. Mm. You do need to understand the content of the area that you're looking at. It is also understanding a process and understanding the pitfalls and the challenges and the ways to manage those of a process. It's not something that you can be given the theory and then discover the practice for yourself. Well, it leads really nicely into the into the second quote, which I I thought was quite interesting. I'll quote it here. The leadership training world is very research poor. How do we know the leadership development offer has any basis in research? If we're pushing research yeah. for pedagogy, yeah. for teachers in the classroom, why isn't that yeah. part of the leadership training? Absolutely. And I think as a bottom line, we need to know that we are supporting leaders and head teachers <laughs> to use a best bet yeah. for their own the most effective for their own yeah. work. We'll we'll look at that again when we talk about the professional learning entitlement. Uh, but the idea that Wales is research driven is a research driven education system. I think we are really a long, long yeah, yeah, way yeah. from that. OK, so another quote here. There's a huge void in provision at present. Head teachers are trying to fill that gap themselves by hiring a coach or buying in bespoke private training or support. And that's. That's not good enough. We we supposed to have a system that has a fully funded leadership approach, yeah, a, a professional learning journey, and at all levels. And yet we've got head teachers who really are, are looking at it and saying, "Well, it's not worth. Well, it's not worth it." Self-supporting, yeah, school improvement system, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that that's not there. Yeah, and we are doing the things, aren't we? Well, the problem is, is we've been presented with things that are doing yeah. well. But I, th- I think as part of this, as well, we, we do have to recognise there are lots of good things going on. Yes. It's not that we're just picking up the things that no. that we can talk about because they're in the news. It's like when you watch the news on, yeah. on the TV, yeah. isn't it? It's always the bad news. The, oh, God, what's happening in the world? Yeah. But, you know, and that's really where we're coming from. Yeah. Just so we're not really being as negative. Yeah. But, but remembering that if you've got a system where you've got lots and lots of support available and that is obviously what what we have but there is a an issue with variability of quality but also access because it's dependent on which regional consortia you happen to reside in then we have a system where it doesn't really matter if you've got the really good stuff if people aren't able to access it or they can't see it for for want of can't can't recognize what is good and what isn't yeah it's quality not quantity thing yes all the way yes absolutely so the review came up with five recommendations for welsh government and consortia and the middle tier about uh, leadership support in wales and what we've done is against each of these recommendations we've will make a comment about anything that's already been mentioned by the minister or anything that's been in the news or anything that has been announced that will address this recommendation because i think there is so much out at the moment there's so much coming out that it's actually really difficult to to fit everything together isn't yeah, it yeah to say okay well this is an issue but what are they doing about do it? it 
Okay. And how can we connect things so we've been as efficient as possible? Yeah. Rather than having lots of things going on, let's do one or two things really, really well. Yeah. Let's not be busy. Sure. Yeah. Let's be effective. Yeah. Okay. So the five recommendations are the first one, support an enhanced system-wide approach. And I know that the minister has um, said that the NAEL will be strengthened and more associates will be, there'll be greater capacity for associates in there. And that there's going to be a, a focus on consortia working together. There's also this new thing about the resources company. There's going to be a limited company working in Wales that's going to be the main source of bilingual resources for professional learning. So there are well, it's lots of things strategies ahead. Yeah, there are actions. But yes, you're right. When when we talk about support and enhanced system wide approach, you know, my it's not more of the same thing, is it? Just to be really, really revolutionary. If if you're talking about okay, so we've got four different consortia with four oh, different. Good sorry, yes, yeah. yes, sorry, a number of consortia yeah. that have a different approach with different sets of. Um, leadership support and there's lots in them we don't know the quality and they they say the recommendation is to support an enhanced system-wide approach well you know a, a straightforward response to that would be one consortia yeah no but a shared understanding of leadership <laughs> a shared approach let's to not, leadership let's okay. not go down that road. recommendation two Develop and review national leadership programs. So they basically yeah. they mean the MPQH here. So yeah. there's been nothing mentioned in the news or from the minister. I think it's about, about, it's about giving the new the, the new MPQH or the new style MPQH time to embed and get feedback and then review. And yeah, and review. Now. So that that's that's something that yeah. hopefully will happen. Number three, prioritize leadership development opportunities that meet the needs of senior leaders. And I emphasise that because what came through the leadership review, which I thought was absolutely critical, was that there was a lot of discussion of the fact that leadership support in Wales seems not to be based on the actual needs of the leaders, more the assumption of those needs. And, what they need, yeah. and the two were quite far apart, is that there, there needs to be a needs assessment. I mean, that blows my mind that you would have a professional learning set of bodies providing professional learning, not having worked out what where, what, where leaders are. Can I just say, I think that is the, the biggest difference between publicly funded bodies and commercial operations. If we started doing that, there is no way that we would survive. If we started no. offering stuff that people didn't need. Where you start, where you know. Yeah. The, the learning needs yeah. to move on from and I know so. that there's lots of discussions and there always is about education consultants and you know how they're so far from the classroom the and they're, they're yeah. Yeah. but let's let's be honest about this here if you're an education consultant if you're working in the commercial world you have to provide yeah. things that people need and that do the job and that they quality. say and, yeah. and that high quality because if you don't you go under yeah and that's the difference between us and the publicly yeah. funded bodies. People don't come back. Yeah. Because they don't have to. So, number four. But can I just go back to that one as well? It's about being the needs of senior leaders. It's also about this. It's not just about head teachers, is it? 
No. It's about, you know, we're talking about future proofing and future planning. Mm. We've got to be started to support our middle leaders who we know are the powerhouses of schools. Mm. You know, they're, they're the ones that, that, that drive what mm. goes on in the classroom. Mm. You know, they're the closest to, to what's going on. And I think we, if we're looking ahead, it's no good just working with those at the top. Yeah, you've got to go back and look at yeah. where this succession is planning. From. Succession planning. Otherwise, we're going to be in a right old mess. Yeah, in a couple of years' time. But there was also the suggestion that it's not just head teachers; but it's actually system leaders as well. You know, yeah. where's the development of those who are leading the leaders? Yeah, you know that that's a real question. You know, if the if we've got working within bodies like consortia, like Estin, like local authorities, yeah. we've got people who have been head teachers who are then becoming yeah. system leaders people working within welsh government on curriculum yeah. lead development well, if they have been head teacher you would assume that they would know exactly what head teachers need yeah but obviously that's not quite yeah working but leadership is at many levels it's not yes. just at teacher level and i think we it's you yeah. know and yes head teachers need a lot of um, support at this particular time mm. with everything else that's going on but I think we need to look at that a little bit further ahead we do okay so number four strength and quality assurance and impact assessments now this we're going to talk about in relationship to the podcast again and we're also going to talk about in a little bit when we talk about the professional learning entitlement but this was again alongside the quality of what was doing, uh, what was being provided, the fact that it was an, based on the assumption of head teachers' needs, but it was also they didn't know whether it was working or not. Yeah. Because but let's carry on doing the same thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. because they weren't that. There's no assessment of the impact. Now that is very difficult. It's not an easy thing to do to say this thing that we've learned about how is that having yeah. an impact? You know, like five, ten years down yeah. the line, but that the impact assessments that there were some impact assessments going on but they were very varied um often very different things happening in different places that there were and i, I love this i've never heard this expression before happy sheets oh which is a, a sort of euphemism for an evaluation a written evaluation you know like a questionnaire did you enjoy this course? a happy sheet a happy sheet i've never heard it called that before don't like that <laughs> no it's horrible so there were lots of different things happening, but the quality of that, that quality assurance was, it was either wasn't there or it wasn't yeah. in there. Okay. So number five, use research and evidence to inform leadership development in Wales. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we've, we've, we've mentioned that one as, yeah. as part of the, the things that came out from the review. And that there's been it's nothing no response no. directly on that so far that that you know there is um when you look at welsh government documents as they appear on hub they always have this evidence base uh, but when you go and have a look at the evidence base it's really it's narrow, interesting it? yeah it is quite narrow so let's not go that's another book well let, let's talk about sorry trying to, there's so much it's just blowing my mind so the leadership review is significant it's also extremely worrying that we are at this point in curriculum reform and our leaders don't feel fully supported in curriculum for wales leadership and there doesn't seem to be any way that that's going to be quickly remedied 
no and i and i get the feeling and i know we've been contacted on twitter on dm yeah and by email a couple mm. of times about this i think there's rumblings that her yeah. teachers are you know are struggling yeah well <laughs> let's just take the leadership of assessment of the curriculum for wales as an example i mean the fact that we still don't know what's going to happen with accountability we have been told that there'll be more information about school improvement for curriculum for wales what good looks like yeah, coming out to in maybe a matter of like a couple of weeks before the end of term or the day before weeks. the end of term yeah it's Let's it all feels like all the pressure is on the schools and the teachers and the head teachers to make this happen but the support just isn't there yeah. and it, it's and this is why well there, there's rumblings there was a there was a, a news article over the weekend from uh, wales online from abby Wittick. Mm. about um curriculum for wales, curriculum for wales in particular. And it was a quote and i think it was laura dole from mm. neht about it being things have been railroaded yeah through and, and we've talked about this feeling of bulldozing bulldozing so. and railroading through for for quite a while and it is that it feels that it's been ramped up and ramped up before the end of term yeah it's like the thumb screws are yeah. just We're being on the tightened rack. and tightened and tightened yeah. until we get to that point where well that's that happen. article let's talk about that article so that's actually not on our list but we're, we need to talk about that as well that this article relates back to the minister's statement about how many secondary schools were ready to implement curriculum for wales this september yeah. as opposed to next september seven and eight and actually, the article talked about how many primary head teachers don't feel ready, and they would have liked to have had an additional year to yeah. prepare for it. And that's only just coming out now. I haven't seen that in the press. Well, is it to, that, to some, some extent? Is it that it's actually very, very difficult to speak up in Wales? Yeah. You know, yeah. there are a small handful of people in Wales who are prepared to speak up and say things and say this is not right and actually give the the unvarnished yeah. truth i i like to think that we're probably yeah. one of those voices but it, it's it is very difficult to speak up there is this you know i mean there was a dm yeah there was a dm at the weekend from a head teacher who said that we we're talking about estimate inspections and you know the, yeah. the challenge of those now um for post-covid but they were saying that they felt that if they spoke up about the situation, that they'd get the call from Eston earlier. Yeah. Don't rock the boat, otherwise you're putting yourself under the spotlight. It really doesn't matter whether that's true or not. Yeah. The fact that a head teacher feels, feels that yeah. way suggests that the, the system is toxic yeah. and that don't speak up because you'll be chastised for doing yeah. that. You'll be punished. Punished. Oh, that's just, it, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. It's awful. So anyway, okay. So back to the next thing. The next thing on the list, a written statement on the professional learning entitlement. Now, this just seemed to appear. I don't know where this professional learning entitlement. Came no, from. I think it's sort of been dropped in and then it's just grown every time. Yeah. It's just slowly growing. Okay. So the idea of an entitlement, something you're entitled to, is something like, you know, you have an entitlement to your human rights being addressed. So an entitlement is a right, something that you receive as a mandatory yeah. element. But that doesn't quite seem like what this professional learning entitlement actually is. 
but we'll maybe we'll come back to that when we talk about the podcast and we keep on saying we'll come back to the podcast but it's kind of like we want to set the scene with all of the things that have come out and this is what it is and this is what it says it's going to do so that when we talk about the minister's podcast we can then talk about you'll know what we're we're saying about these things so the only thing we want to mention here about this professional learning entitlement in the written statement on it and what it actually is, is we want to mention... This was in Hub. No, it wasn't Hub. It was in Dusk, Dusk wasn't yeah. it, last week? Is the research base. Oh, it's, they call it the evidence base. We're back to research again. We are. Oh. The list of evidence used to underpin the introduction of the entitlement. And, you know, the list of evidence used to underpin the introduction of the entitlement was the teacher induction review commissioned by Welsh Government in 2020. So uh, the review of how effective teacher induction actually was. The evaluation of the Welsh language sabbatical in 2021. The year one report on the impact of professional teaching and leadership standards that was published in 2021. The uh, leadership review from Alva Harris the teacher professional learning study from the OECD where they visited Wales and they evaluated how professional learning was organized and that that, that OECD, was quite a while ago wasn't it that one? yeah that OECD was, report was very much focused on systems and pro- procedures rather than content but also and uh, it was an evidence review carried out by a, a researcher commissioned by Welsh government through the National Strategy for Educational Research and Inquiry, um, how the impact of professional learning can be best captured and evaluated. And I actually went and I read uh, that. You did. Oh my gosh, yes. I, it took, probably took me most of the day to read it um, because capturing the impact of professional learning is actually really, really hard. Very complex. Very complex, but it was really interesting. I've got a load of notes. I, w- I won't go into that, but it was... Obviously, there is a focus on capturing the impact of professional learning. That's a, that's a focus that's coming through from Welsh Government that they commissioned this review. And what, what was interesting throughout all of this evidence space, it was there's no mention of the Education Endowment Foundation um, professional learning mechanisms yeah. report. Well, there, that came there was out. no mention of what professional learning should contain and what it should look like. No. which is what the EEF yeah and we, we've done I know we've done a podcast on yeah. that and I think that's what we base all of our mm. support on because what they've done is they've looked at all the stuff that has been going on in Wales historically that's a, the Welsh yeah. language teacher sabbatical and so on and said yeah but what's it like rather than thinking thinking about the historic past as opposed to what the vision yeah. could be and the evidence that supports that and I think the fact that they have missed out that learning professional learning is just learning therefore the science of learning and the EEF report from Harry Fletcher Wood and Sam Sims hasn't been mentioned at all in this entitlement for professional learning well it, it, it's as if it's not recognized that it's learning valid oh sorry yes it's like, it's not learning it's professional development training. Yeah, it's yeah. still we're still in that camp, aren't we? But I, I do but, wonder how what the what Welsh government what validity they place on some of the research that is seeing a um, uh, a greater importance placed on it in England 
Yeah. You know, it, it feels they don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> because we've got to be seen to be different to yeah. England. Yeah. Because learning here in Wales is different to what it is over in England. Education shouldn't be political. Mm-hmm. Full stop. And that's where we are. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so there's there's the written statement on professional learning entitlement. And I mean, you know, it's on Herb. You can go and have a look at it. Um, it's on the Welsh yeah. Government website. But we are going to talk about that yeah. with the podcast. Well, the, the other thing that came out in, in Dusk last week, which I know that we've been having rumblings of this for ages, was the clarification of what was going to happen with transition yeah. and assessment. Yeah. Um, so we've got this written statement from where we are we've got no levels at key stage two no levels reported to parents although we've still got levels at key stage three yeah um, and this <laughs> idea that that clusters are encouraged to have these transition conversations um so and i think that's an important step it's about talking about the learners yeah not you know this is a level four child this is a level five child so this is Billy, yes. and he's got these yes these needs and he's got these you know he's good at this yeah and I think it's it's about having those conversations where schools are going to find the time to do that on top of everything else I was just going to say that the fact that this came out this week (laughs) and it's already May and the expectation because I know that the the conversations that we've been having between secondary and primary schools saying what is it that the secondary wants you know they've been used to having levels and now they're going to get something different and it might be five 10 different things from the five, 10 yeah. feeder primaries yeah. that they've got. That's that's what, really challenging. What I also think is, it, is a positive step as well. They're talking about that these conversations should include um, discussions around the well-being yes. of the learner as well, which I think is, is quite right. That really yeah. that's, But I think it's going to take quite some yeah. time for that set of transition information to be yeah. in a format that works both for the primary and for yeah. the secondary. But just saying that good primary secondary transition has always done that. Yes. Yes. So it, you know it's yeah. So we're also going to get the moderation will be removed at key stage three for an interim period. But professional discussions to ensure consistency of assessment should continue. That's a quote. Yeah. So you're not going to be expected to moderate, but you are still going to be expected to have professional discussions. And can I just say <laughs> on key stage three levels bearing in mind that your children in your school at year seven may not be it's all a bit of a mess well bearing in mind that your children in year nine would only have had they had that first term in year seven where are we now did they have the first year were they in year seven or were they year eight i can't remember would they have had the first term 2021 19 20 so yes, they yeah, would. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they would have experienced normal school year just for the first, first half term. First term. First term. And there we are at the end of a key stage. Yeah. Okay. So we go. There's also, as part of that written statement, that they announced that there's going to be an update to assessment guidance due out this summer, which it's will quite, <laughs> it's quite a broad yeah. timeline that. Yeah. Which will also include, in quotes, more practical support materials. Yeah. Can, I, can I just say though that British summertime lasts from <laughs> March to October? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there we go. Okay. okay. We, we're we're that assuming one. that that means after half term. Yeah. But uh, hopefully not July, maybe June. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. Uh, uh, June, said July. June was yeah, mentioned. That, yeah. June. So um, also there's there's this new description of assessment called the on entry assessment so this covers when a child enters a school 
not at transition, but when they enter their primary school yeah. for the first time or when they move schools. And that needs to happen within six weeks of entry, should include information about literacy, numeracy, physical, social and emotional development of learners. Yeah, and all good schools would have yeah. done that anyway. Yeah. And of course, there, as part of that as well, there was a reminder yeah. about the uh, shared understanding progression yeah. requirements. Yeah. But we're not going to go into that in any, any great detail. So one last thing before we well, go on oh, to the podcast. the podcast. Well, there was this launch that happened in the middle of the day when everyone's teaching yeah. of the NEI, the National Evaluation and Improvement Resource. And I think the recordings are online that you can go and have a look Yeah, if you obviously couldn't have made it in that in And that we, we did actually do a whole podcast about this a we while did. ago, um, and it's 187 questions. But the, the, the thing to mention about this now that it's interesting we have this on very good advice from uh, people who've actually recently had teachers who've recently been through the Eston process mm-hmm. that Eston no longer require a self-evaluation report to be sent to them prior to the um, inspection process they don't even want to see one uh, well they didn't want to see one in uh, certainly yeah. one of the schools that we spoke to well, during the process they were offered one and they yeah. they looked at it but they didn't want to see one it, you know it's there if yeah and, you know, what they did what they did want is they wanted it uh, they wanted to have a discussion about the focus of the school self-evaluation process yeah. and I thought that was really interesting because it seems to me that if you've got 187 questions which are described as optional you don't have to use them it's encouraged that you use them, but you don't have to use all of them. Then where is the understanding of what good self-evaluation looks like? If you've got to sift through all of those questions, yeah. infer an answer and then decide what the oh, yeah. process looks like. That doesn't sound as mm. supportive as it could do. No. Again, discovery. But you might want to go back and have listened to that podcast we did. Yes, that was We'll have to find out what what episode it was, the National Evaluation and Improvement Resource. If you're enjoying listening to this podcast, you may want to know about Impact Plus. If you go to www.impact.wales, you will find all of our resources, professional learning packs, professional learning films, digital workbooks link to all of our podcasts absolutely uh we've got all of our um sketch sketch notes notes on there as well and this is professional learning that makes sense so it's research informed it's practical it helps you and your staff make sense of uh, whatever it is that you're improving we've got a really wide range of subjects topics content for you to look at haven't you what kinds of things have we got well, we've got professional learning packs on things like oracy, a retrieval practice, the science of learning, <laughs> bit of an echo there, Finn. Uh, but lots of things that, you know, you might want to be developing in your school. So if you're interested in finding out more, log on to our website. And as Jane said, that's www.impact.wales and click Impact Plus. So 
Everett and Tom's podcast. Oh, we yes. love Everett and Tom. Oh, we do love Everett and Tom. You know, and Everett, they did a brilliant podcast. Everett and Tom were the, our first foray into podcasting. They were, yes. One Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it before lockdown? Was, wasn't it? Just before yes, lockdown. Yes, they came out. They came out to us and we did a podcast yeah. for them. So they... And they have done a brilliant yeah. podcast with the minister. Really interesting. They have pressed him on certain questions. Although we are a bit miffed because we did ask Jeremy to come <laughs> on ours, but he'd, he's obviously... He declined. He'd, he'd, he'd already committed to Everett and Tom, that's what we learned to think. We've, we've already done Jones. Yes, we have. We have. Maybe one day he'll decide he'll come to come and talk to us again. Okay, so some great questions. Though. Some great questions. And what I think is best, let's let's go through each question that was asked and then his response rather than doing all the questions first and then all the answers yeah. first. So we'll do a question at a time. And it was, it, it was, I think, about 45 to 50 minutes podcast but as i say it yeah. took about an hour and a half to listen to it because you have people yeah. stopping and writing i mean if, and... if you do want to listen to it if you go on our twitter feed i think we retweeted it yes we did we did but it is it's emma and tom talk teaching and it is a really excellent mm. podcast this particular one is certainly so the first question that was yeah. asked was our schools on track nice easy questions to get right in yes there. our yeah, schools yeah. on track and obviously the minister gave a very positive answer. You talked about what he'd said in the press about, you know, uh, lots of secondary schools and, you know, gave a, a fairly stock yeah. answer. So that was, yeah. that was, a, there was, there was a real clear emphasis though on the importance of cluster working. And I know from some of the schools that we've been working with, that mm. is very much an expectation Yeah, that they are, particularly Crick and for Wales they are focused on working as a cluster yeah and it, it feels like it's you know it's always been a requirement that clusters integrate with each other and yeah. they they collaborate with each other but it now feels like really front and center on, yeah. on so yeah. many things and I think that that's that's great but there is a time issue yeah there is a time issue with that and and a quality issue as well because yeah. if what you're focusing on is maybe not the right thing and I know that we're working with a number of clusters at the moment and those relationships are not always easy but you also need people one or two people within that group of schools group mm. of clusters to be able to lead and manage that yeah so they need the time to do that yeah. and they need the expertise to do that so it really is cluster working is an additional layer of complexity that is not going to be uh, straightforward i'll just work together it'll yeah. be fine you'll find a fix together yeah okay so the next question, which I thought was a really interesting one, um, the minister was asked, has COVID-19 slowed down, speeded up or changed reform? And this was asked in the context of uh, the recovery yeah. from the impact of COVID-19, you know, getting back to a position that we were heading to before COVID-19. And the minister described COVID-19 and its impact on schools as punishing real-time challenges. He, he was very aware of how teachers in the profession have stepped up and of what a challenge it has been. Yes, in one sense. In one sense, yeah. He was articulate about describing how difficult it had been. But what he also said, and I'm just going to go through these, these points that he made, and I think with the minister what we have to recognize is he is a former lawyer he has got a, an extremely articulate and erudite way of speaking that makes you feel that he really understands a problem but he can he can also change an argument or change a perspective through the use of his words really effectively and sometimes 
what you think he said yeah. and what he's actually said are two different things. Well, do you know what? We we had this on in the office when, on, mm. on one afternoon. We listened to it and you played it and you stopped it at that point. And I looked at you mm. and, I, and we played it again and we both said the same thing yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. How listening to it, it was very much, oh, he's he's recognised how difficult yeah. it's all been. Yeah. But we both picked up the the undertone and right. the shift. This is this about. is the undertone, the undertone yeah. of this. And you quite rightly said that Jeremy Miles has got a rod of steel in him. Mm. He's been set a task. He has been set the task of getting curriculum for Wales through. through. Yeah, and he is all guns blazing, focused, laser focused on getting that done. And what he said about the impact of COVID-19 on what's been happening on schools. He said that COVID-19 was an indicator of staff's amazing ability to respond to a life-changing event, which obviously it has been. But he also said it was an indicator of the capacity in the system to adapt more broadly. And I'm quoting there. Yeah. Now, also an indicator of the capacity of individual practitioners. Now, just breaking that down, what he said was that... The response to COVID-19 showed that staff were capable of stepping up yeah. and being and responding amazingly to a, a life-changing event, but also that they'd shown what their capacity was. So it's like you've run a marathon, now you can run all the time. Yeah, you've stepped up, now you've got to keep it that pace. And I, I'm sorry, but that is yeah. really scary. Yeah. That is not what I hear from what staff need in Wales. You know, we've got head teachers who are yeah. on antidepressants, who are struggling to go and who are seriously close to burnout. It, it, was the, it was the next thing he said, though, Finn, that I think that really showed that. He, he said he was talking about confidence. Yeah. But how, as a profession, we're achieving amazing, we're achieving amazing things. But that can show what really it could be what we can achieve with effort. Yeah. As if we weren't making an effort. Yeah. Before. And I think that yeah. at that point we went. Oh. Do you see, this is the thing with the teaching profession, education generally is one of those professions where people do it for the love of it. You know, yeah. it's great to be paid for the thing that you love, but actually you do it because you're entirely committed. You know, the number of us and I'm, I'm sure we I know I have done this where children haven't got what they need and you buy it out of your own pocket because they need it. Or, you know, you'll stay after school to talk to a particular child yeah. who really wants to make effort and you know, or you'll take someone under your wing because, you know, the, the home life is really problematic and you feel for them. And you do it because you love them and you love the job. Sorry, getting a bit tearful about it now, but it's just like thinking about the fact that there are all these teachers out there, all those head teachers out there who have, absolutely gone above and beyond worked weekends yeah. worked through the night but worked sacrifice their own family yes sacrifice their own health yeah in order to, i mean how many people have been signed off yeah. with stress because of what's gone on yeah. and the response from our minister is yes but during covid you worked harder and faster yeah. So it just shows what capacity you have to adapt yeah. that yeah. you can work. Hard. And I, those are exact words. He said the he, he shows the um, capacity in the si system to adapt more broadly. Now, you can call teachers the system if you want to. But he is quite clearly talking about people on the ground because education 
is the people yeah. on the ground. And I think actually we have a minister who, who's really quite worrying, really quite scary, if he's not taking into consideration the fact that the, the people within the system need support yeah. and need time to recover. Yeah. And they're not getting it. Because nothing else is going to change if that isn't sorted. No. People will just yeah. leave. People yeah. will we'll go just under. go under. So, and and I think that we can just pause there to think about the conversation that we had on, on the DMs about Eston inspections. Yeah. The, the fact that Eston inspections are, are being rolled back out and quite quite rightly, the NEU in, in Conwy sent out a letter to the head teachers that um, someone has shared with us talking about how can you compare a school which may be in a leafy suburb and another school in a leafy suburb that have had very different experiences of COVID-19, you know, where you've got maybe 60% of the staff are off at one point, or you've got a significant issue with um, accessing blended learning and actually doing it at home. You know, it's, there's just so many things that yet need that space and time to recover is not quite the right word, but um, heal from the impact of COVID-19 and the people that we're talking about the people that, that sending Estin back in with an expectation that um, things are moving on things are business moving as usual. usual yeah if you if you if you say on the one hand oh my gosh I totally understand what you've been through but it's just showing you how how hard you can work so please yeah. can you work like that yeah. all of the time that is that's gaslighting yeah that's not taking on board what the profession is saying and I think that there therefore is trouble brewing well it's very much papering over the cracks isn't it it's you know this is outward facing everything's hunky-dory and it's all yeah. ticking along and we're moving forward yeah but underneath it's rotten we or need a, we need a grown-up yeah in charge we need somebody who's willing to say it is not okay no. you are not okay and we're going to support you to be okay you know, when somebody says, yeah, yeah, yeah everything's fine. That's not a yeah. grown up. And I think it's not all about figures and no reports, is it? So the next question was uh, the way teaching has changed during COVID-19. And there was, you know, the usual trope of, well, we've got a greater focus on learner well-being. Digital competence has, has moved forward in leaps and bounds. But can I just say, in reality, it's one area of digital learning yeah. that's moved on in leaps and bounds, you know, through necessity. And where are we now that we're all back in? Yeah. And we have a blended learning strategy. Can I just say that? <laughs> Why? You know, is there not somewhere else that we could be focusing attention more effectively, efficiently? But this is a quote from the podcast. Uh, Jerry Miles said, there's a more fluid way that teaching has happened more broadly. <laughs> Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by somebody who comes across as incredibly articulate. Just because they're articulate, it doesn't mean that they're saying a clever turn of phrase doesn't always mean that they understand well, what's going on. Well, I didn't quite understand what he meant by that. No. And when you actually listen to the minister, 
a lot and I'm sure he's probably never going to come on the podcast now but these these turns of phrases more broadly and if you like they give the impression that he understands intellectually and emotionally everything that teachers have gone through and has a real solution but actually I'm not sure he does he he's a very good public speaker he's a politician yeah and a lawyer yeah okay and there was an, uh, something else that he talked about, which I've not heard before, and I, I'm sure that, that, that this is something that he's he's coined in this podcast. Maybe it's being discussed in maybe Welsh government. Yeah, maybe it's somewhere else. But he was talking about gateway skills, and he described these gateway skills as skills that require before other learning can happen. For example, well-being, literacy, early oracy. Those are the ones he mentioned. Now I know that there's been a big focus on well-being. There's there's but literacy and early oracy well literacy the focus on literacy they've given every child a book yeah well, i think we've mentioned that before haven't we? but what's the impact what good is that okay what so if, if there needs to be a focus on these gateway skills let's do something about yeah, it let's, let's have a strategy systemat- let's have, yeah. systematic synthetic chronics being used let's teach children to read yeah let's get a nationwide oracy approach yeah Okay. <laughs> right, teacher well-being. And uh, there was a quite a discussion about teacher well-being, and and Tom Breeze actually came up, well, didn't come up with, picked out this analogy, which I thought that was and it was great, wasn't it? Proposed it to the minister, talked about teachers setting themselves on fire to keep others warm, and it, yeah. that's a horrible analogy, and the minister recognised how horrible it was. But it's spot on, though. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going back to the minister saying, yes, we know you've been through a tough time, but just keep going. That's not a response because he was talking about, you know, what are they doing for teacher and head teacher well-being? There's the well-being in school service. There's the national school approach to well-being. There's the government's responsibility to make sure, in quotes, priorities are all facing in the same direction. What that actually means, you know, yeah. if you've got 50 priorities or facing the same direction it's still 50 priorities yeah, but in the right direction can we can we just have maybe one or two what he didn't mention but has been done in scotland which could really make a difference yeah. to teacher well-being a reduction in contact hours what that would it, yeah do for teacher yeah. well-being is that's saying, the one thing we keep coming back to is that there's time. time you know we can't squeeze any more out of teachers if we don't give them the time no to do what they need to do now yeah but don't keep piling more stuff on okay and then the final question was all about professional learning and and the approach to professional learning and there was quite a lot of mention of there was um i think the leadership review was mentioned but it, this relates to the leadership review so again we had the cluster working emphasized so that was that was a big point of it as well then the next thing he said, which I thought was really interesting, and I went full on linguistic analysis on this and pulled it all apart because I thought it was a real moment that described how Welsh Government, the education department, really feel about professional learning. He said that there should be a culture of sharing, but he felt that it was important that they didn't share, and I'm quoting here, shortcuts and hacks, but they should they uh, shared approaches now it seems to be 
that there was a, an implied criticism because a shortcut or a hack particularly was, it feels quite derogatory mm. that it's like, oh, it's dismissive of a shortcut to do something. Yeah. And he implies about the quality, doesn't it? Yes. So, but he seemed to be saying we don't want teachers to be told how to do it as a shortcut or a hack because that's yeah. not good. What we want to share is here's what I made earlier, or this is this is how I did it. Now, <laughs> we had we had a conversation around this about the whole idea of discovery learning. Yes, as opposed to a bit of direct instruction, some worked examples mm. and supporting teachers okay. to be able to do things. So so the whole pioneer process was the archetypal BBC craft corner. Here's one I made yeah. earlier, but without the steps. Yeah, that was a real criticism of the pioneer sharing process is that so many approaches were shared. But what? maybe the minister and the education department haven't recognized is those approaches don't give schools enough to know yeah, how to, to do, do it. it because here's one I yeah. made earlier is not going to be useful for somebody else but it's it's that you need if you're learning how to do something for the first time or in a different way you need the foundational yeah. knowledge you need the procedural knowledge you need the steps and then you can adapt it you need a replicable model. Yeah. We're not, and I think that this use of the term shortcuts and hacks was dismissing the idea of a replicable model as something derogatory yeah. and something that was just, oh, it's just. But here's um, here's 25, 50 different approaches that other people have tried, and this mm. is where they've got to. Mm. We're not going to tell you how they got there. Mm. You pick the one that you think. And we'll just, here's one we made to, earlier. Now you have to discover how to get there. And yeah. I think that. That really said an awful lot about Welsh Government's uh, approach to professional learning. And somewhere along the line, and I know that there was a trope earlier in the whole Curriculum for Wales process, is that schools had to do the hard work for themselves. Now, we wouldn't argue with the fact that schools have to do the hard work for themselves. Everybody has to design their own curriculum. But schools shouldn't have to do all of the discovering of how to do yeah. that themselves for it to be successful you and can deal, learn from others and deal with the aftermath of a pandemic yeah at the same time yeah okay so the other thing that he he mentioned in that professional learning which brings us back to the leadership review was he said that there's lots of professional learning available but he fully recognized it's not easy to navigate that it's difficult to find what you want so that he was a he was going to address that he was going to make it easy to navigate in one yeah. place so that you could find what you needed but we we had a long discussion <laughs> about this as well and I said I wasn't going to use this and I'm going to use it you are already yeah I am we don't need a shit arranger we need a shit filter yeah you know if if you walk into B&M home bargains is that what it's called it's B&M oh is or it B&M home bargains you've or got, home bargains you've called it B&M bargains okay. Okay. two shops but the hybrid it's like the the professional learning on herb at the moment is like working into b&m yeah you go in and it's absolutely yeah. stuffed full and there'll be some really good gems in there yeah. that you'll pick up and take home they might not be quite what you wanted but they're certainly they're gems yeah. and the quality might you know be great yeah. might not be yeah Don't know. but there's an awful lot of shit yeah an awful Tad. lot of shit and you've got to go to the entire shop to find it yeah as opposed to john lewis 
where you know everything in there is quality. Yeah. You can go to a particular department and find a particular thing directly because you know yeah. where it is. You don't have to sift. And that's the thing. You know, it's the idea of rearranging the deck chairs. Don't have a system where there's rubbish in it. Take the rubbish out. Don't put it in the first place. Yes. So, so don't arrange. Filter. Yeah. Get rid of the stuff that isn't any good. So that's the, the quote of today. Get a shit filter. Okay, so again, it, it's about understanding what it is that schools, teachers need. They need high quality learning mm. that's appropriate for the point on the learning trajectory that they yeah. actually are. So in the early stages, they need to be told Detail. They, they need the, the facts, they need the steps. Later on, they can use that information in a new context to be innovative. Particularly when we're looking at how time poor we all are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've got the deadline looming. Mm. We need to have it. You don't it, have it time to filter. To, to, we, we, that should be done for you. I mean, that, that's very much how we've set up Impact Plus, is that we very much wanted it to be all high quality we didn't want it to be twinkle where it's everything and anything yeah and it has to be said that oh but it's not that similar to twinkle okay there aren't spelling mistakes but you know the quality of it obviously isn't there and that's clear so have less on there but make sure, sure what you what do is. is really yeah. good then you won't have the problem of navigating it because yeah. there's less on there and you know people don't go you know the days where we used to go to tes to find yeah stuff you don't bother anymore because no. there's so much tax on that. Yeah. So the final thing that he talked about in, in professional learning, and the final thing that we're going to mention about the podcast is that he was talking about the professional learning entitlement. And what he talked about is that um, this professional learning entitlement, and I'm quoting here, should be a core set of professional learning that teachers should locate. But back to use of language, language matters again. Should locate. So it feels less like ought to be able to access yeah. and more like a mandatory expectation that you should be. It's the imperative again. Yeah. And, you know, we teach as a former English teacher, I taught my pupils that use of the imperative. There is a real reason for it. And he used the imperative and he's not someone who doesn't think fails to choose yeah. his, his yeah. words wisely. He's thinking about the language that he uses. And this, I think, was a clear indication of what they see the entitlement as, is this basic mandatory expectation that all teachers will access yeah. this professional learning set of learning. There was also some discussion over the, week, over the weekend, I can't remember where it was now, about the, the, the professional learning passport. Oh, and yes. the use of that. Where was that? That was actually in the leadership it review. It was the leadership review, wasn't it? Yeah, they were talking. Oh, no. And there was also... Yeah. Professional Learning Passport was actually in that, that research document that I read. Um, there was, there was the evidence about, review, yeah. can I just say, the, 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 the capturing and evaluating the impact of professional learning, they were talking about the professional learning passport being the thing that was going to, the, the, the tool that was going to be able to do that. Mm. And I sent you a quote from it was, that It was evidence about being able to you, teachers needed more support. Being That's able right, to use it wasn't said, one of the recommendations was that teachers may require more support to be able to use the professional yeah. learning passport. It would be interesting to see how, what proportion of the profession actually is using. Well, the can PLC. I say, can I say 
why are teachers and leaders not using it? You know, if they knew that, because this, this, that review, did they actually ask, I don't think they asked anybody why they're not using it. And I think that would be a really interesting I, question. I don't to know many people who are actually using no. it, apart from possibly, you know, early careers teachers. Yeah. But so the podcast, I think what the podcast showed that we have a minister who has a laser focus on a set of objectives that must happen no matter what, yeah. no matter who or what is in his way, it will happen. And whilst that is important that we get things done it can't be at all costs certainly not at the cost of the people that make up the system he means business but yeah it's remembering that we are all people yeah and there is only so much that we can take yes so let's put aside all of that for the time being and talk about something positive there were lots of good things in that (laughs) yeah 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 it's, it's just it's sifting through everything to yeah. see what the real messages are. And these are the real messages. And, re- and remember, well, that's that's our take on it. I mean, you might listen to it and pick up different things. But I think yes. we, we've had the conversation. And I think some of the things that we both looked at each other went, oh, what did he say? Yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I won't say why, but we were at a school recently <laughs> and we met someone. And without conferring with each other, once we'd left the school and we were walking outside, we looked at each other and went, oh he's an interesting individual and it's like sometimes um that kind of shared understanding of something is is there for a reason you have a shared you've got to go with your guts you don't have to work at a shared understanding sometimes it just happens and i think that yeah anyway our birthday is coming up it is we are going to be seven seven my god lucky seven seven years so and we want to run a competition we do we want to run a uh, competition specifically for the podcast and, and this is going to be because this is going to be a long podcast today yeah this is a this is for our real hardcore people who've stuck yeah. with this to the yeah. end i think hear this. i think we'll have to put this out um on twitter as well yeah. we'll have to send it out as well so it's not just right at the end of a podcast but what we'd like to do is we'd like to run a competition and pick a winner who will receive an annual professional membership to Impact Plus. This is an individual annual professional membership to Impact Plus. All you have to do is to take a photo of yourself where you listen to our podcast and send it to us. And you'll be in with you don't necessarily have to be in the photo though. You could you no, could you could just send a picture of where, where you're you listening. Listen. Yeah. I mean, nice. not everybody wants their no then it'd be nice it'd be nice to see it you was, as well. But yeah. you know, that's entirely up to you. So if you listen in the garden, in um, the car. And we'll pick the most interesting on one. the beach. The one that made us laugh the most. In the pub. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wherever you yeah. listen, send us a photo Please and you could be in with Okie dokie. So that, that's the podcast. So what's coming up for us this week? Well, Jane? we're on the run up now to half term. So we've got uh, another school. We're back at Peter Lee yes. Primary. Love going to Peter Lee. We are. Um, we're doing some more science of learning. We've got some prepping work for some work with some more Scottish schools. Yes. We are also um, having another discussion this week with a company who's looking at an assessment tracking tool. Absolutely. And Ooh. oh, oh, yes, Ooh. we're just posting that on the list. We've got a very exciting podcast coming up for after our term, yeah, which links into our well being theme. Isn't yeah, it? we're having a discussion with a psychologist called Hayley Lewis, she's an organizational psychologist, 
Um, so that should be really interesting looking at things like stress, overwork, organizational yeah. change, and thinking about the psychology behind that. So we're looking yeah. at that. And of course, it is half term. We, we are well, going to take not, a little bit of a break. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm straight into I'm back in exam marking mode again next week. So that's my half term. And I'm going to watch uh, the UK you Strongman are. competition. Yeah, well, what a difference. <laughs> <laughs> in Milton Keynes. So, yeah, so thank you for listening, for getting all the way to the end of this podcast, and we'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Take care. Bye now. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. You can find us online at www.impact.wales. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Impact Wales. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales. And on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.